This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage.
Triona. I woke up on Saturday morning to read a post on the socials from Christian Hellman saying that Steve Riley had passed away. Before reading anything else, I thought, blimey, Chris knows two Steve Rileys, an old school friend or perhaps someone he knew who lived locally that just so happened to have the same name as the former Wasp and LA Guns drummer. Obviously, this wasn't the case, with Steve succumbing to pneumonia on the 24th of October at the age of only 67. Steve's version of LA Guns, which to me, without taking sides, is the original LA Guns. I mean, Steve joined just after the debut album had been recorded with uh, Nicky Alexander occupying the drum stool, although he did drum on the Japanese reissue bonus track Winter's Fall. He was sacked in 1992, but returned in 1995 and remained ever since. Tracy Guns left in October 2002 with vocalist Phil Lewis leaving in the summer of 2016 with Guns and Lewis then playing live as LA Guns, Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns. So Steve hasn't left since he rejoined in 1995. Key members around him have, but the bloodline remains with, in my opinion, Steve Riley. However, both parties settled on who should solely use the name LA Guns, with Steve's becoming Riley's LA Guns. An album from them called Dark Horse has been recorded. The title track I played on episode 931. Overdrive over a year ago on uh, episode 883 with Rewind on uh, episode 899 in February this year. I would assume the album will still come out, but whether it will be promoted live is another story. Admittedly, both Kelly Nichols and Scott Griffin have played with Phil Lewis in LA Guns, but without Steve, it seems like uh, it'd be like the US version of The Sweet carrying on after Steve Priest died. But uh, I wouldn't be averse to uh, a memorial tribute gig with uh, contributions from Keel, Wasp and former LA Gun members. Here's Motorhead and Locomotive featuring drummer Pete Gill, who, according to Lemmy, tried to have him sacked from his own band. Station. 
course, the LA gun situation isn't a one-off. The Sham 69 lineup that features founding and classic members of Jimmy Percy, Dave Tregana and Dave Parsons isn't strictly the legitimate version. As firstly, Dave Tregana left, then Jimmy, and finally Dave Parsons, who then all got back together again, adding Robin Guy to become once again Sham 69. With the band that featured longtime drummer Ian Whitewood and vocalist Tim V set adrift if not cast asunder. Both exist, with uh, obviously Jimmy's version playing the bigger venues. This leads on to the choir boys. I think we all know the situation. But if you don't, here's a brief resume. In March last year, the choir boys announced that vocalist founding and only original member Spike had been released from the band with guitarist Guy Griffin, who has played on every choir boys album to date, taking on vocal duties. The band are due to release a new album called The Band Roll On, the first uh, without Spike and a whole host of guest musicians. Spike has reunited with a bit of what you fancy and bitter and twisted members Nigel Mogg, Chris Johnson and Randy Richmond as choir boys. Notice no the. Guy Bailey, who uh, we sadly lost this year, was involved in a writing capacity. This lineup played the Islington Academy uh, about this time last year. Although Guy, uh, he just had a walk-on part with guitar tutors courtesy of Chris Hillman and Chris McCormack with a Christmas single swiftly following on that really, really didn't do it for me. It was like they, or more likely Spike, was trying far too hard. Anyway, fast forward to Tuesday, just gone. That was the 31st of October. Future streaming, downloading and on Live Rock Radio UK listeners and choir boys released their new single, G's Louise, taken from an album that's due to hit the real and virtual record shops sometime next year. And it sounds like classic choir boys. If I was told uh, that this track was an outtake from A Bit of What You Fancy, I would have believed it. See what you think. Yeah. 
Definitely Switzerland, as I'll support both the Choir Boys and Choir Boys. As you know, Bernie Tormey was, and I suppose still is, one of my musical heroes. His interconnectedness with LA Guns is that he donated Phil Lewis to the band. Yeah, I'm still gutted that I didn't see LA Guns at the Underworld in November 2017 when Bernie joined the band for Rip and Tear. Fortunately, David Williams, hello David, was and uh, filmed it that's up on YouTube. Also, Chris Hellman, who played bass in Torme, as I mentioned, plays with Spike. Sadly, um, nothing I can link Bernie with Motorhead. Oh, as an aside, Bernie also gave Sham 69 Ian Whitewood. Very generous was Bernie. Anyway, Cherry Red Records have just released the very excellent Lightning Strikes, Volume 1, open brackets, 1982, to 1983, close brackets, four CD set that uh, I touched upon on uh, episode 922 by playing a previous unreleased live version of Search and Destroy. The first two discs feature uh, Turn Out the Lights from 1982, along with some tracks from the uh, Back With The Boys Rarities Oddities CD, with of course unreleased material in the shape and form of a live rehearsal of Chelsea Girls from 1982 and Boney Moroni from Kingsway, 1979. Disc 2 is of course his second solo album Electric Gypsies with again some extra goodies with CD 3 and 4 live albums in the shape and form of Live and Live in Sheffield. Lightning Strikes is a great starter pack and indeed a great addition to your collection. Links to purchase it will be over at theparanoidsgrill.com tomorrow morning or if you're listening on demand. You always felt that 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 sounds aggressive on demand. Uh, yeah, catch up sounds like you're lagging behind because you're stupid. Let's, let's just tell it how it is. If you're listening on a streaming platform or to the Sunday repeat, the links are already there. This is the live rehearsal of Chelsea Girls, the original version of which appeared on Nico's 1967 debut album, Chelsea Girl, that was written by Lou Reed and Sterling Morrison. This heralds the start of this week's Covers Corner. Oh, see. 
whilst I was watching Blue Planet 3 on Sunday. Did you see the bit on the Pearl Octopus? Blinking it. It was like that scene from Alien when the Nostromo crew stumble upon the Alien nursery. Anyway, yeah, I got a phone call from Kari Neal from Savage Magic Records for a quick catch-up. Now, a project he's been working on for like, it seems like years, is a tribute forward stroke covers album featuring music from the Blue Oyster Cult. Bands that are due to appear are Chuck Norris Experiment, Demons, Stacey Crown, Nico Bones, Black Gremlin, Small Jackets, Barocco, Rogue Agent, Kill Mastino, PRB13 and Blue Goyster Cult. Ooh, ooh, and indeed, ooh. Of course, as soon as I get a firm release date, I'll let you know. As for the music, you know damn well I'll be playing it. Down your way 
Go Mob Go that has Jake Starr on throat duties and Big Bird that originally was written and performed by Eddie Floyd and is the B-side to Go Mod Go's recent 7-inch, the A-side of which is Move On Up, the Curtis Mayfield classic. Curry asked me if I was aware of Nico Bones and I have to say the name didn't ring any bells. Curry did mention that when needed, he'd play with Killer Hearts. Now, I have heard of them and I thought I'd add a track or two on uh, previous shows. However, it turns out I might not have done, although I am convinced I played Buried in Leather from the USA versus UK split 7-inch they did with Hell's Engine, Hit Priest and Flash House back in 2018. Languishing in my hard drive, I have their debut album, Skin Tight Electric, that hit the real and virtual record shops in 2021. But the track I have selected to play for you, as this is Calvers Corner. Thank you, Barton. Is their version of UFO's Doctor Doctor that came out in September last year?
going to come back to Nico Bones in a moment as I have a couple more covers to get through. Up next is Crime Wave. That's Cry M W A V and their take on Tanks Walking Barefoot Over Glass, taken from their debut release 24-7. I've already aired the lead track, American Carnage, on episode 932, so you'll already be aware that this is the band that Roger Deering and Lloyd Stuart Casson from Smash Fashion have taken their flying Vs to.
straight after Crime Wave and Walking Barefoot Over Glass. You heard because I played the Goo Goo Dolls version of the Rembrandts. I'll be there for you. The track was available as a limited edition CDR from the group's fan club that I paid for and ordered, but it never materialised. I don't think you need to tell me why I played that. The show was very much love or hate it. I loved it. Although I, uh, I did think it went on for a couple of seasons too long. Right, back to Nico Bones, who Carrie informed me would be releasing his debut solo album, Lipstick Alley, on the 7th of November, which is this Tuesday. If you go over to Savage Magic Records Bandcamp site, you can pre-order it on three different coloured vinyls, blue, white and black. Now, I could have played uh, two of the covers on it, staying with Covers Corner. But instead, I've settled on Kicked Out of Long Beach.
Moss, we were still on the phone. Rob Moss, he of Rob Moss and Skin Tight Skin came up with uh, both Carrie and myself agreeing what a good bloke he was and is. And uh, if by magic, literally the next day, I get an email from Rob with a link to his brand spanking new single, We Just Don't Know. Rob has uh, recorded 12 new tracks, with one being released on the last Sunday in every month. On the 12th month, the whole shebang will be released on CD. Joining Rob are Charles Hansen from Justine and the Unclean, Danny Frankel, whose CV includes Lou Reed, Tom McNally from Overland Express, with additional backing vocals that include one, Steve, Mystery City, Paradise Alley, Vincent. Oh, I had the chance, but I didn't get around to it. So not only have I blown it to be on a Rob Moss and Skin Tight Skin record, but it would have been with Steve Vincent as well. Oh, stop laughing, Bon. We just don't know who's really running the show. We don't know how much they haul in the dough. We just don't know if Bigfoot really exists. We don't know if he's on the guest list We just don't know We just don't know We don't know how much they stole We don't know what's in that hole They tell us to trust them Every word that they say While they keep us in the dark With all the crap they spray It's a lot to stomach you know it tastes like shit Then why do you believe their fake and phony scripts? crew album that I went out and bought was, as I've mentioned before, Dots Feel Good and it's a great album but uh, everything that I've heard that came before it and after it yeah, it just didn't do anything for me. The Dirt loved it as a standalone. This is a true story, only the facts have been altered rockumentary 
As for the owl stink of guitarist Mick Mars, yeah, I, I pulled up an armchair, cracked open a beer and put my feet up to watch things unfold. Motley Crue are recording new material with Mick's replacement, John Fire. But then out of the blue, Mick Mars releases his new single, Loyal to the Lie, that features vocalist Jacob Bunton and is so heavy, you couldn't take it off the turntable. Thank you, Spider.
last week I played you the Beatles' first official 7-inch. Love me do. I have to say official or I get bombarded with, no, it wasn't, as my Bonnie, which is credited to Tony Sheridan and the Beat Brothers, came out in Germany in October 1961. My reply to that is, yeah, whatever. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, the Fab Four have just released their final single now and then. Originally recorded with John Lennon on vocals and piano as a home demo on a cassette in the late 1970s. It originally was worked on during the anthology sessions, uh, along with uh, Free as a Bird and Real Love. But at the time, you couldn't separate the piano and vocals. So it was shelved for nearly 30 years until technology caught up. Paul McCartney and Ringo redid their 1994 parts, leaving George Harrison's guitar track as is. I do like it, but I guess I was looking for something else, if not more. I don't know, something like the feel of I am a walrus and not across the universe. The B-side, although I'm not sure if it's actually available as a physical 7-inch, is the Ringo version of Love Me Do that I played last week that has been remixed and turned into stereo. As I said last week, for me, it's mono all the way when it comes to the Beatles. Having said that... This is Sir Paul McCartney and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. 
you'd be nuts to listen to anything else. It's all because of you. 
downloading, streaming and non-live Rock Radio UK listeners, welcome to the extra part. Well, on the radio version, I admit, love me too. So, the damned are once again without a drummer, as Will Taylor put down his damned drumsticks after the final US gig. Well, I have to say, I didn't see that coming. Today, as in the 3rd of November, the damned released the Black Album 43 years ago. And... 44 years and one day, it was Machine Gun Etiquette. I don't think any band this day and age that could rival the damned in popularity stakes could ever release two fantastic and so different albums in the space of a year whilst constantly gigging. This is one of the reasons why I love them. Until next week, take it easy.
episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.